ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me is the absolutely wonderful, gracious, delightful, dynamic, <laughs> uh, not ashy co-host. Not, e- not anymore, just put lotion on. <laughs> That's right. So you, you missed the conversation we were having before about ash. And how I, I mentioned to him, like, when I was stationed in Dayton, I was T.D. White to Colorado Springs during the wintertime. And it was uh, Colorado Springs in the wintertime is not known for being warm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of snow out on the ground. And uh, guys out there with. Um, you know, black dude, he looked at me and he said, man, you're the only white boy I know that gets ashy skin. <laughs> so, and I was like, I said, I mean, you know what? It's a badge of honor. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, we didn't come to the show to talk about ashy skin, even though we probably could, we could do that all day long. Cause oh yeah. 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 <laughs> we're going to talk about the pay-per-view that happened last night in the WWE or I'm sorry, the premium live event. They're pushing that hard too. They They even have it like when they show the graphic or whatever, sometimes they'll have up in the corner premium live event. It's like, okay, we, we get it. It's not pay-per-view, but I mean, it's just like saying every copy machine is not a Xerox, right? You know, but you still say, I'm going to go Xerox it. Mm -hmm. So guess what? We can still call it pay-per-view. This is, this is our show. These are our roles, (laughs) right? (laughs) But either way, so I don't even like calling it WrestleMania backlash. No, but it's it just was, backlash. It's backlash. That's what people are going to refer to it as backlash. But overall, I mean, I'd say it was actually not not bad. I mean, it was the the matches were actually good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do have some kind of, I guess, negative things about the card overall. Uh, just some observations that I caught, but uh, but overall, I mean, I was. You know, for we we sit, we tend to do this. If there is a pay per view that we're like, oh, this is going to be great, and so we give a preview and blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. then it ends up tanking. This right here, I mean, I was like, we'll watch it just because I mean, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't looking forward to, I mean, the show as a whole, and I was very surprised. I remember I texted you earlier when we were yeah. talking about it, and I said. It was actually an excellent show. And I say that because compared to everything they've put, every mm-hmm. pay-per-view they put out this year, this is, I mean, this is probably the best, top to bottom, this is probably the best show that they've done all year. And that's saying something considering that they're, what is usually, for me anyway, the top two shows, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Royal Rumble, we know, really crapped the bed. Yep, especially the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble match. Yeah, was not great, and Vince McMahon fired his own son over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that says something right there. He's like, "Hey, uh, look, you're fired." It's uh, like you got you got to go. I'm you got to go. Um, you're out. But yeah, but remember Christmas dinner. Yeah, is that's it this time. So, but come for that. But no more. No, you're done with the company. Yeah, you got to go. Yes, you got to go. And you know, and of course, Mania had the like you said the wrestling night and then the sports entertainment night yeah you know so that one could have been you know a lot it, that one wasn't horrible <clears throat> but it definitely was not great i mean it was you know if we had to rank all the wrestlemanias like so many of the channels are doing if we want to want to spend like three hours doing a tier list or just ranking all the wrestlemanias <laughs> um <laughs> yeah wrestlemania 38 wouldn't would be closer to the bottom yeah yeah uh and i figured this as a uh, if if somebody's going to rank all 
800 pay-per-views they've done. Um, there's a project. Let's figure out how many <laughs> pay-per-views they've done. And because, yeah, there's a lot. Okay, yeah. I was going to say 12 a year, but no, there's when they were doing that whole brand, every brand had a pay-per-view every month. Yeah. Yeah, they were getting more than 12. Yeah. Um, that was closer to about 16 or 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, I mean, really was not bad. Um, yeah. You know, the first match, I mean, which I figured the first match was probably going to be um, really good. You know, Cody and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it set the pace, but... Um, but speaking of setting the pace, before we start setting the pace, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info. If you would like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. Find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. Not that I've made any videos in the past three months, but <laughs> once we start back up, making more videos you'll find us at armchair booking podcast uh you can find us on obviously on youtube if you're watching if you're listening on uh, whatever audio platform you're listening on there's a lot more besides that mm-hmm. because we are just on just about every audio platform there is i straightened out stitcher again today they they got oh, it. okay good they got it working again i asked them, i was like so what happened to where all of a sudden it went pr-? because last week the show for some reason on stitcher had gone private so, yeah, I remember you were telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't search and find it. And so I contacted him and the guy said, Oh, it's probably, and he fixed it. Boom. And then a couple of days ago, all of a sudden it did it again. Couldn't find it. So I emailed him. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm having the same issue again. And they fixed it. And I asked him, Hey, so just for future reference, what is causing this? And he said, I don't know. He said, I think it was some kind of technical issue on our end. Mm. You know, so i mean they fixed it and he and he apologized for it and and so we move on cool um google podcast it finally it takes it's that one is weird because you know it's coming out it just takes a few weeks for it to pop, to up. pop so up yeah you know, so we're back up on google podcast which is good because that one has become a very popular platform yeah uh let's see spotify is another one um the one which is wild is the one from india i thought that was like super cool <laughs> that you know we're we have, you know, at least one person has downloaded <laughs> something mm-hmm. in India. And so, and um, my boss at work, he's from India and he's like, you know, he's like, tell you what, I'll tell people. He said, I know people over there. I'm like, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's actually really, he's a really, really good boss. So I'm uh, very fortunate to have him. But yeah, he, he likes cracking jokes like that. <laughs> he's like, I know people. <laughs> so, uh, but like I said, you can find us on any audio platform. Plus, you can buy some of our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can find t-shirts, coffee mugs, which I don't have my coffee mug in front of me, but I can show you now one thing about your coffee mug. Don't let your dog get a hold of it. <laughs> my dog, she chewed up. The mug itself was fine. She just chewed up the the lid. You know, so now I've, I've tried to file it down so it's not as jagged. Yeah. I mean, it work, It still works just fine. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she could smell the coffee and and was trying yeah. to get to the coffee. Yep. And you can find masks. I mean, and I hope the masks don't come back, but if they do, you can find a mask there. Mm-hmm. You can find pillowcases. You can find tapestries. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just about everything. Yep. But yeah, so you you can you can also <clears throat> find Joylin at fat underscore daddy seventy three on Twitter. And I know I'm missing something, and it, it'll occur to me later. 
kind of like what happened last week when I was trying to think of something. And I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll tell what that something is here in a second because yeah. I thought it was actually kind of a funny but not funny story. Uh, but I will have to show the banner. Uh, I actually have it rolled back up because I don't want to ruin it before the show. Yeah. But I, I had a banner made for Revolution Rising, which is a Northern Wrestling Federation show. It's happening on the 28th of May down at a VFW Hall in, in Cincinnati. It is all women. And it's part of the uh, Northern Wrestling Federation and the PGWA, the Professional Girl Wrestling Association. Looks like it's going to be a really good card. Oh, yeah. And we know, I mean, we actually know some mm -hmm. of the women that are going to be on there. And I'm actually sponsoring. My wife is actually sponsoring with her travel agency. And so we're going to have our table set up. And I found out they have a Wi-Fi connection. So I'm bringing cool. my laptop and I'm going to see if I can get some interviews cool over there cool you know, so um and if i do hopefully i'll be able to compile them into one big video slash yeah. podcast and yeah you know so um that'll actually be uh, i'm 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 looking forward to it that should be cool yeah yep. and not only are, are we going to be there but uh jay and trey the tc sports talk are also going to be there awesome yep so they are going to have their own booth set up and I was just talking to Justin not too long ago and there might be some changes with their show coming up just um, because they're trying to, I mean, they're, they're always looking for ways to like get everything out there because I mean, they really put on a great show mm -hmm. you know, because Justin and Trey are just two great guys and they've supported us quite a bit. So if you get a chance, go check them out, go check out their yes. merch store as well on also on T public. And he just switched to Spreaker their show. He just switched their show to Spreaker. Did he? Yep. Okay. And that that's that's actually who hosts us now. We used to be on Block Talk Radio. I just switched this to Spreaker not too long ago, and we are very happy. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but besides that, I believe that's about it. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, so the funny story I was actually going to, well, funny, but kind of sad story that I had heard that day, and I should have wrote it down, and I didn't. And so last week, I didn't remember until after we'd already stopped recording, was... Jim Cornette, one of his his uh, podcasts, they got talking about belts, and it was the the money that you had to put down whenever you yeah yeah because somebody yeah, actually deposit, asked yeah yes you had to give the deposit, and they actually asked did that just apply to the world title or was it like every every title, and he said really it was just the world title that they really put the emphasis on that on because and it was not the belt itself. It was actually being the champion mm -hmm. that if you skip town as champion, you know, well, you just forfeited that $25,000. I mean, right. that's how much it was. I mean, it was yeah. $25,000. Yep. And he said, but there was once upon a time when Pedro Morales, when he was the WWF champion back in the seventies, Pedro had a little bit of a gambler problem. <laughs> he needed money. So he took the WWWF belt to a pawn shop and pawned it and, and then, then left it there. And I guess the owner actually called somebody who he knew was a wrestling fan or somebody involved with wrestling and said, Hey, mm -hmm. I got your belt down here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I got your belt. 
yeah. he should probably come down here. And yeah, they ended up having to buy the belt back from him because he's like, look, I paid him this amount of money for it, you know, like two yeah. grand or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. But Pedro <laughs> Morales, if you if you really read about some of him, he really just didn't care, you know. Uh, <laughs> even the WWE Hall of Fame, he's like, the only reason I went is because they said they were going to pay me. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't care about being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, even though he is, uh, if you had to rank all the WWF, WWE, WWF champions, I mean, he actually ranks kind of up there. Yeah. Because his title reign was actually a pretty decent reign. He was also the very first Triple Crown winner. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, so. he, he has he has the second longest title reign in company yeah. history. Yep. Uh, behind Bruno's uh, mm-hmm. Bruno's first reign, reign I believe. Yep. yep. Uh, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that was a story that I was going to try to tell <laughs> last week and didn't get a chance to. Uh, and that was actually last Monday when we recorded. We didn't record on Thursday because I went and watched Doctor Strange, um, Medicine Man, I guess. Doctor Strange, the multiverse. Yeah, I couldn't get <laughs> the rest of it. Medicine Man. <laughs> Doctor Strange, the Medicine Man. I don't know. Uh, that movie was, um, it was good. I had a lot of questions because I'm a novice when it comes to the Marvel Universe. Well, I found something out too. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say that if you haven't watched WandaVision, right. then there's going to be some stuff that you're going to be confused about. So I need to, I need to watch WandaVision and then watch the, the Dr. Strange movie. Um, my daughter, and this is more on her TikTok. She actually has like critiques of WandaVision and one of her friends up at college, um, such a boy uh, named Brandon and no, they're not dating and um, they don't, they didn't really want to date. Mm-hmm. Um but he had never seen, first of all, he had never seen Back to the Future. And she was like, sit down. Wow. <laughs> so she has reaction videos of him watching Back to the Future. In fact, her reaction videos <laughs> on YouTube, she actually got copyrighted a couple of times. Really? But she oh. finally, she noticed something. It was only the scenes with Crispin Glover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he is, he is adamant about if his image is on anything, he's going to get paid for it. Yeah, so I get that, but at the same time, it's like, dude, really? You know, because she wasn't but, trying to make any money off of it. Yeah. But, so that's one of those. And my thing with him has always been like, okay, dude, if it wasn't for Back to the Future, nobody would know who you were. Right. So just just take it and go. <laughs> you know. Yeah, go, go take it. Take because, the notoriety and go about your business. I mean, because I can only think of a, a few other movies he was in, one of which was really bad, a movie called Chasers, where um, he played a very, very small role in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the Navy, and he had been in the Navy like a few years, but he was still only in E1. I'm like, wow, that's bad. <laughs> um, because, I mean, I don't know what the promotion criteria are for the Navy, but usually... In the Air Force, you, you'll spend, if you start as an E1, you'll spend six months as an E1 and then automatically get promoted to E2, unless you did oh, something, okay. unless you'd gotten in trouble for something. But yeah. Um, and I think the other services, it's less time than that because the Air Force, they, they're known, for, they're notorious for being the hardest ones to promote. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, uh, but he was in that. Uh, he was in some movie where, I was going to say he plays a weirdo, but that's just him. Um, 
the movie he was promoting it when he was on the letterman show and he was wearing like platform shoes and his hair was kind of long and he looked like he was trying to kick letterman in the face but he was just method acting trying to promote the film and letterman was like i don't care get him off my set <laughs> and so he's never he's not been invited back to the letterman show well letterman yeah. of course off the air now but yeah uh yeah after that i mean i really cannot think of any other i can't either it's like i mean i get you know your likeness and everything but to go to the lengths that he does yeah i mean he did and now he did change something about the industry because they were trying to use the old footage of him in their mm-hmm. movie yeah. you know so they were trying to make money off of him my daughter wasn't trying to make money she was just trying right. to put up a reaction video yeah and yeah you know, but yeah so the dude's weird and right now i'm gonna have to look up any it's pretty sad i'm gonna have to go to the to imdb to, <laughs> to, it says christopher glover actor back to the future see you're not known for anything else oh willard i forgot he was willard, willard. In the movie. okay uh, which, was, oh, which was a terrible movie too yeah um he was in river's edge i forgot about that river's okay. edge where i think he also played a weirdo yeah i um, think that's just him yeah that's just i mean oh he was in alice in wonderland you know which is a um the one with johnny depp which, mm-hmm. and that i mean that movie Oh, my daughter loved that movie, you know, mm-hmm. when it was, came out on DVD back, you know, like 10, 11 years ago now. Uh, and my son, he actually didn't mind Alice in Wonderland, you know, because like a lot of boys his age, like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to, don't want to watch stuff with girls, but Alice in Wonderland, he didn't mind because she, Alice was not a princess. Right, right. So he was in that and Alice in Wonderland is just really, really weird. Mm-hmm. The whole story is weird, uh, which I don't mind it, but, um, Beowulf, yep, yeah, he's in that. Um, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. Um, I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, uh, he was in Charlie's Angels, the movie, which my wife and I, we actually got a a late fee on and and still never watched it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I mean, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which is another movie where everybody's weird. Uh, But anyway, so enough about Christopher Glover. But yeah, so WandaVision, you know, uh, Avery, you know, my daughter, she actually, she's made like kind of reaction videos about that too, because she watched the whole thing. I mean, she, she watches just about everything Marvel. She loves Marvel. My son loves Marvel. Um, and I had a lot of questions like during the movie mm-hmm. and, and then she kept telling me, shut up. And I have a no questions rule. It's like, do not ask me any questions until the movie is over. I will answer all your questions. But don't ask me during the movie. Oh, I've learned, and it's pretty, pretty sad. I've learned when I asked my daughter, who, who turned 20 that day, that's the reason we went, it was for her birthday. Uh, basically, I'd say, what's their name? You know, who is that person? And I say, oh, that's okay. Oh, wow. Break, breaking news. Sorry. Fugitive prison guard dies of self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh. Yeah, I've been he, seeing that. Yeah, they uh, they caught they caught him. I mean, and, and just said yeah. she was in the hospital. Now we know why she was in the hospital. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I don't see how they couldn't spot him. The dude's six nine, like three thirty. Yeah. It's like they how caught, could you not? They caught him after a chase through Evansville. Oh, they're all the way up in, up in Evansville. Mm-hmm. So they passed through Hoptown, more than likely. More than likely, but yeah, they said they said they uh, were apprehended them after a chase in Evansville. Huh. 
Well, how about that? Uh, for anybody wondering, we're talking about Evansville, Indiana, which is not that far away from, well, relatively speaking, from Hopkinsville. No, Kentucky, I mean, so. it's, I'm in West Paducah and it's like two hours from me. So, yeah, I think from Hoptown, it was about an hour and a half ish, mm-hmm. something like that. Even though I've heard of people making it in 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of a, a certain ride we made from Louisville one time <laughs> all the way to Hopkinsville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, three-hour drive. I made it in two. What do you yeah. want? And and we stopped at the Beaver Dam rest stop for like half an hour and still made it back <laughs> in two hours. Uh, anyway, so backlash. So what did you think overall of the card? Overall, I thought it was, like I said, compared to everything that they put out this year as far as pay-per-views go, I, I feel like this was absolutely probably the best paced show um they only had six matches so it wasn't you know it wasn't flooded with a lot of unnecessary matches i mean there was two matches that they could have had on tv but i feel like both of those matches served their purpose they kind of had those matches to kind of cool the crowd down before the next big match happened and um so i think that was okay but i thought it was i actually enjoyed it this is probably the first time all year that top to bottom, I enjoyed a WWE pay-per-view. And the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, like I was mentioning before, I thought that match was an excellent open match. Mm-hmm. It, it set the pace. It, I really could have done without all the, the pinfalls, the pinfall attempts, because I get, I mean, that's just me. I get tired of seeing, hey, my finishing move. Oh, you're going to kick out. Oh, I'm going to try it again. Oh, oh you're going to kick oh. out again. Uh, yeah. I, I've gotten used to that. That doesn't really bother me. Um, I mean, I can see why it does. It. I was kind of that way in the beginning, but I mean, that's just kind of how the business is going. You know, it's just kind of how the business is now. But um, I really liked how they played up the fact that Seth was more prepared, you know, because they, yeah. they kept going with the, you know, Cody had an unfair advantage because he was the the mystery opponent, even though, Everybody in that arena knew who his who Seth Rollins' opponent was going to be at WrestleMania. But storyline-wise, they made sense the way they worked the match. You know, Seth was prepared for everything that uh, in the initial part of the match, uh, Seth was prepared, had a counter for everything Cody threw at him. But I need them to stop trying to push that Seth freaking Rollins thing because it just sounds dumb. Yes, it it and, does. And it's like it's like commentary it's like i know they've got vince mcmahon in their ear telling them to say that say it say it every every single time that they mention his name and it's like it's not working it's not getting over nobody everybody's still just going to call him seth rollins Mm -hmm. i'm not going to in general conversation i'm not going to say seth freaking rollins every time i talk about it my kid gets in trouble when he says things like that yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know and so i'm not going to say it just because they decided to slap the nickname freaking because for one thing okay are you trying to go the safe route of using the f word or are you trying to say he's kind of a freak yeah either way not very nice yeah now and something did you catch where jimmy smith was talking about ring rust on cody yeah he's like where he was like well you know he has he's been gone for six years and you know he hasn't you know you know he hasn't you know 
basically saying he hadn't wrestled in six years and he had to have ring rust. And then Corey Graves, Corey Graves corrects him and he's like, well, he's been, you know, he's been working full time and, you know, training and everything. He just hasn't wrestled in a WWE ring in the last six years. Right. Which can be a, a difference. And yeah, can be a uh, difference, but it's like, I, I've always hated how they like to pretend they don't want to acknowledge that they worked anywhere else but WWE. And it's like, uh, we know, we know where he was. We know everywhere he was when he, since he yeah, left. He was in a company he helped co-found. Yeah. He was in that company. <laughs> I mean, he was in Ring of Honor. Uh, he yeah. was in Impact. He wrestled in, uh, he wrestled in England for uh, Defiant Wrestling. That's right. He, you know? Yep. Um, he, was, because... he was everywhere. He wrestled in Japan. Okay, I didn't. I don't think I knew about Japan. Yeah, because um, he was the uh, he beat Juice Robinson for the uh, IWGP United States title. And I knew about England because in some of the, I believe it's what culture they mm-hmm. have the you know, the WrestleMania videos where it's ten things you know you didn't maybe you didn't know about it, mm-hmm. WrestleMania yep. or ten WrestleMania facts for every WrestleMania up through I think it's thirty five because that's yeah. when they were making the videos mm-hmm. and. Somebody, when they made those, they kind of didn't have the foresight that these are going to be on the internet for a while, hopefully, because <laughs> they are, and they have a big long playlist of them. Yeah. Because at the end of some of the videos, they're advertising some future cards. I mean, at the time they were in the future. Yeah. You know, that were going yeah. to be happening, I think, like in Milton Keynes and some other places uh, around the United Kingdom. And Cody Rhodes was advertised as being on some of them. Yeah, because uh, what culture had their own uh, wrestling company for I think for about oh three, they did that's about right about three years it was uh it was uh what culture um, WCPW what culture pro wrestling that's right I, and I, then I, they ended up changing it like I think the last year they were in business they ended up changing it to Defiant Wrestling I can't remember why but it was still owned by what culture but they ended up closing the doors after about three years and you know who else was being advertised with some of those who um dewdrop yeah but yep. before before she was dewdrop when she was um vixen or piper nevins piper nevins that's right yep. because i think yep. i sounds like i was like oh i need to talk about this hey dude she you know? <laughs> was the um if i remember right she was the wcpw women's champion at one time well, they need to bring her back. Yes. Yeah. So, but now this match with, with the way it ended with Cody holding on to some tights when mm-hmm. he did the roll up, do you think that's kind of a foreshadowing of something to come or just? No, I think it's just beating Seth at his own game because Seth tried it and Cody was able to roll through and it was just like the opportunity's there. The ref ain't looking. So, yeah. I mean, this felt like a chess match. Yeah, it and really I'm did. Ju- I'm not just saying that because of the picture that I put up here not so long ago with me and Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but I it, mean, it, it really did. It felt like a chess match. And their their match at WrestleMania was really good. It was like my second favorite match of the night. But I would have to say this match was probably even better. Yeah, a lot and, of good moves, a lot of good counter moves. Yeah, just the storytelling was excellent. You know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, wasn't a lot of wasn't any overbooking, wasn't any shenanigans or anything. It was just two guys trying to out wrestle each other, and that's what I like to see. 
Next match, though. Omos, 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 almost, uh, and Bobby Lashley. No offense to Bobby Lashley, but this one should have just been on Raw. Yeah, this, should... this was, and and like I think you know, like you were saying, I got the reason why they had it. You know, yeah. they are advancing the storyline to go with the match, which I'm I'm actually yeah. okay with that. Yeah. You know, they're pushing that. Yes, MVP is with, yeah, Omos, and he's going to make sure Lashley loses. And that's what he did. MVP, I don't want to see him wrestle again because he is so good as a man. Oh, my God. He's so good. Man. I mean, just, you know, he's got that. He's got that charisma. He's Mm -hmm. excellent on the microphone. Just his whole presentation is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's like almost like the passing of the torch from Paul Heyman to him because he does. He plays a part so well. And yes. so that's not, I don't want to see him wrestle again because then he won't be really managing. Right. And yeah, he's in, he wasn't horrible as a wrestler, you know? No, uh, no, he was, but, I mean, he was the first, uh, he was the first ever IWGP intercontinental champion. Oh, see, I mean, so yeah, he held belts. I mean, yeah, he was, he was mid card belts, you know, so mm-hmm. I'd say he was maybe upper mid card at best, but as a manager, I mean, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you notice in wrestling, the role of the managers are starting to come back, especially yes, in are. AEW. Yep. And uh, WWE, then maybe they're catching on to that going, you know what? We need a mouthpiece. MVP yeah. is a great mouthpiece. Heyman is a great mouthpiece. Uh, who are some of the other ones that, you know, in W? Well, there's some of the women. Uh, well, Carmella, I mean, she's not really a manager, but she was always a good one to put with somebody if they needed somebody to kind of help them. Yeah. Well, like Zelina Vega, when Andrade was there, she was his yeah. manager, and she was excellent in that role. Uh, but, yeah, this match, the one thing that definitely impressed me, I think impressed everybody, and they showed the replay of it, was when Bobby Lashley, when he did, I mean, I call it the Ron Simmons spine oh, buster. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, That's exactly like, what, I, what I thought of when he did it. Yeah, that, that was impressive. And yeah. um, I, I usually do not like, a 50 50 booking because bobby lashley you know he he won their first match at wrestlemania omos wins this match but storyline wise it made sense for omos Mm -hmm. to win especially with mvp hitting with mvp interfering yeah mvp interferes costing bobby lashley the match so it made sense and you can't have if you're going to be pushing omos you know you can't have him lose twice in a row Right. Because then it just kind of destroys the whole presentation. Yeah. I mean, he's a seven foot tall Nigerian dude. Yeah. I don't and, like the I don't like that they're going they're going with the Nigerian giant. It's like just just say his name. Yeah, they, I when, mean when he came out, they were like the Nigerian giant. Oh what, my oh, like, what, what's Commander Aziz? Yeah. But it's like I I hate the fact that they have to play up everybody's nationality and they're they they have started to really really go back to that yeah because they did get away from it for a little bit i mean they'd say hey they're from nigeria or hey they're mm-hmm. from scotland or or from india or wherever uh even though jenner mahal is not actually from india yeah his family's from india yeah he's canadian yeah. Um, <laughs> but but he speaks hindi i mean uh, yeah uh but um, there are some actually from India and that's fine. I mean, Hey, they're from India. All right, cool. Um, but let's get away from all oh, the Scottish warrior, all the Irish. What is, what do they call Seamus? Uh, 
or actually, you know, Becky, Becky Lynch, the Irish yeah, la- the, last the, kicker. Yeah. The Irish last kicker. And it's like, that's so dumb. Just, just, just say she's from Ireland and let her wrestle. That's all they had to do. Yeah. I mean, they gave her the blade runner haircut. Yeah. You know, uh, and now she no longer has a belt. No, it's hard for me to keep track anymore. (laughs) No, Bianca Belair's got it, which I don't understand why there was no... My only issue with this show is that there was no Raw Women's Championship match because they burned that match, having it on Raw Mm -hmm. with her and Sonya Deville. Um, There was no United States title match. And if you're pushing Austin Theory to be your, you know, one of your future stars get him on pay-per-view defending the title mm-hmm. he's defending he's defending it tonight against cody rhodes well i think well no we won't have a new champion because no um, i think i think seth will interfere yeah exactly i, I don't think they're the, i don't think they're done quite yet so it's pretty sad we've been watching wrestling that long that we know uh, mm-hmm. i know what's gonna happen <laughs> you yeah. know i mean uh, you can just you can just kind of tell but uh i mean all in all it was it was a hoss fight. It wasn't a bad match. You know, there was some good spots. It cooled the, it kind of cooled the crowd down from the, uh, from the, the opener. So yep. it served its purpose, but you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad match. It wasn't one where I was like, I need to fast forward through this. Uh, when I watched it again today, I did fast forward through some of it because I was like, <laughs> I need to like get I've to already seen, Yeah. I've already yeah. seen this one. I got to get to the parts I haven't seen yet because yeah. You know, I only watched two thirds of it last night before I had to go to bed, you know, uh, because I'm getting too old to, to, all right, let me see if I can, you know, go to work on two hours sleep. Nah, I'm getting too old for that. They need to just keep them on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I mean, once I got it on Sunday, it's, it's pretty much stuck on Sunday now, yeah. but uh, actually I think Saturday night's kind of hard to get an audience too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the next match, you know, was it lived up to what I thought it was going to be Edge and AJ. Because, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's going to be a good was, match. It was much better than their Mania match. Yeah. I like the I like the focus on, I like the fact that AJ sold the shoulder injury the entire match. Yeah. Because if you know, if you notice a lot of guys, they will like have a storyline injury and then forget to sell it like halfway through the match. And yeah. They're, they're throwing, you know, they're like, say it's like a leg injury but they're you know they're throwing drop kicks and all this stuff and you know jumping off the top rope and it's like i thought your leg was messed up yeah and they're like look it's a mother's day miracle yeah but like everything aj did even when he was doing offense he still favored that shoulder and i I just like that little piece of and that's why he's one of the best in the world yep and i like that edge stayed on the shoulder because again, a lot of times you see in matches they'll injure a body part and then start working over a completely different body part. It's like, yeah. what, was, what was the point of you attacking his arm if you were just going to turn around and work on his leg for the rest of the match? I'm working his arm and then give him a figure four. Yeah, but <laughs> I thought it was a really good match. I I haven't been a fan of Edge's comeback, but I I do like him. I always liked Edge better as a heel than a face. I just feel like he's a natural heel. And he seems to be enjoying himself in this role. Yeah, because I mean, some of his facial expressions when he's a heel. Yeah, I, I mean, he looks like he's a comic book character, like a yeah. comic book villain. That's, 
Yeah. Well, like yeah. the end, the end of the match when he, after he beat AJ and he kind of kneels and he looks right into the hard cam and he just has the most evil face. And it's like, he is playing this perfect. Were you surprised at Rhea Ripley? Oh no, I called that months ago. Not oh. months ago, but I yeah. I called that I called it well, actually probably close to a month ago. Me and Savannah were watching it and I'm like that when they when he first, you know, recruited Damian Priest and they he started this group and I'm like they need to put Rhea Ripley in there. Her whole presentation. That it, yeah, it does is make perfect sense. Perfect for that group. And then when she turned on Liv Morgan, I was like, "Yeah, she's going. That's it. That's the next person that's going in Edge's group." Well, when I saw like the hooded figure mm-hmm. with the blocked face, I'm thinking, "I hope it's Christian," mm-hmm. uh, because she's about the size of Christian. Yeah. And but then I got thinking, Nah, Vince didn't like Christian and. You know, they had him back for like that one or two matches before, and then he was like, "I'm done." Was she um, when the hooded figure came and pulled AJ's arm, and I saw the boots? I was like, "That's Rhea Ripley." I already knew. <laughs> I yep. knew, that, but I I like that she's joined them. She fits. She fits in perfectly with that darker, you know, darker well, do theme. You, do you think they're trying to? Um, replace the Wyatt family or just the fiend in general. Oh, oh no. I think this is a wish version of uh, the house of black. <laughs> but I'm, I'm honest. I'm actually interested to see where they're going with it, but yeah, this is just, this is absolutely a response to somebody in WWE watched an episode of AEW and saw the house of black. And they're like, why aren't we doing this? I mean, we had that guy. Hey, we had that guy too. The only one we didn't have is the big guy in the middle. They need to talk to the person who had the original, um, if you want to call it like a dark stable, that's uh, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that he scared me when I was a but, kid. Just seeing yeah, that. but Kevin Sullivan went darker than they, they would ever be allowed, allowed to do today. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but... Because Kevin Sullivan, I mean, I know it sounds kind of odd, but I learned quite a few names for the devil just reading about his interviews mm-hmm. in wrestling magazines. Yep. And I was like, wow. I mean, this dude, I mean, he, he scared me. I mean, he really did. Yeah. And then you come to find out he's like very devout Catholic. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, it's just he created a character that um, even Mick Foley, when he was talking about it in his first book, when his like one of his last matches in WCW before he went, I think the ECW before he jumped to WWF, mm-hmm. he was going to get Sullivan because mm-hmm. they had, you know, broken apart. Yeah, they and, had dropped the tag titles because right. they were, the, yeah, because they were called the Slaughterhouse and they had won the tag titles, and then I think they lost them on some kind of miscommunication and then started feuding. Right, and they had Cactus Jack, you know, of course Foley, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be the bad guy. But it was, I think he said it was Rip Rogers, who apparently Rip Rogers, he has a wrestling mind that is like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. um, up there with the absolute best. And he was saying, Mick, he said, Kevin Sullivan is the least sympathetic character in our business. He said, they are not going to cheer yeah. him. Nobody's ever cheered Kevin Sullivan. He didn't want them to cheer him. He liked, he liked being the villain. 
Yeah, all five foot three of him. Yeah, he's um, like he said in an interview one time. There, he's like, I like being the villain. I'm good at being the bad guy. So, and I will have to. I think I've, I know I showed you this picture. Um, actually, you know what? If I I will send it and I will try to bring it up on the computer and do a share. It's when I'm, I actually met Kevin Sullivan at that okay. other wrestling event in Chillicothe. Uh, it's kind of funny because you had Kevin Sullivan and you had Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, but yeah, so Kevin Sullivan could actually teach them quite a, quite a bit because Kevin Sullivan was also the booker mm-hmm. for Florida for a long time. Yep. If you notice, he didn't book himself to win titles either. No, he didn't. Well, even when he was the booker, like um, 97. Like late '96 to '90, you know, going into '97, he didn't book himself to win any championships then either. And he was the book that he was head booker of WCW. Exactly, and he didn't. I mean, he knew he wasn't going anywhere because that that was always kind of the justification. Well, I know if I put it on myself, I'm not going to leave because. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I that was that really a problem? It's like, well, if you're worried about your people leaving with the belt, yeah. You know, because things, yes, things like that have happened, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, well, maybe you ought to, like, not screw over your people who you're Who's holding your top titles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Avalanche Buzz Tyler when he left with the Mid-Atlantic belt. Mm-hmm. And it showed up on a used car commercial. Yeah. Later, they were advertising. Him. I wish I could find that. I mean, it was, uh, it, that, that was just, uh, that when I, I remember when I was a kid and saw that because he was, he was from Rock Hill, South Carolina and we were picking up a set. It was a South Carolina TV station, mm-hmm. uh, like channel 13 or something like that. And he was on this thing holding the mid Atlantic belt. And they said, Oh, mid Atlantic champion, Buzz Tyler. And he was talking about these cars. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's what happened to him. It's like, wow. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then, then after that, they made, I think it was Sam Houston. That was uh, not long after that. It was like Crusher Khrushchev, I think actually won in the tournament. And then, Sam Houston won it off Crusher Khrushchev, which, yeah, you're not going to hear those words very often. Yeah. Uh, but, but Sam Houston, he was also at that thing. Yep. Um, and in fact, we, we actually have both his contact information and Kevin Sullivan's. And so if we I have a feeling they're not, um, they're definitely not free. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fact, I'm sure. Yeah. Sam Houston actually said, well, you know, give us a call. We'll discuss, you know, rates mm-hmm. and things like that. And I'm like, Okay, and as he's holding a U.S. title bet, I'm like, you never held the U.S. You were never U.S. champion. No. But the highest uh, but he, profile. He was, he was really he was a super nice guy though. Yeah. And a lot bigger than what you know, because remember he was also scrawny on TV. Mm-hmm. He was he was a big dude. I mean, he really was. I mean, he. Um, but you don't think about that because he was always getting beat. But anyway, all right, as this picture is sending, let's get back to the <laughs> what we were talking about. Um, Edge is like the new character. I mean, to me, like you said, the, the wish version, the house black. Uh, and I, I can't like, take credit for that. Uh, Brody King posted that on Twitter, and I just thought okay. that was like the best thing. So, oh, it really is. I mean, that, <laughs> Uh, and it almost seems like they're trying to do a revival of the Ministry of Darkness because, mm-hmm. of course, Edge was a part of that. Uh, and the Undertaker, if you ask him what his least favorite character was, was I the think Minister, it, yeah. it was Ministry of Darkness because Undertaker was going through a lot of changes in his personal life and he felt very uncomfortable doing that. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, so I mean, I don't think I could have done it. 
I mean, because that was even the Undertaker. Like, yeah, that's a little too dark. Now let's let's kind of yeah, tone it down. yeah. You know, when, when we're crucifying people, and um, because have y'all heard the story about this this Olympic wrestler named Kurt Angle who was invited to an ECW show, and yeah, and yeah. he doesn't want anything to do with yeah. Oh, but anyway, um, yeah. So, and and actually, one of the commentators during that match. I caught it when I watched it today. They actually referred to him having a Lucif- um, Luciferianism yes. kind of an yes. outlook. And I'm like, y'all yep. really want to go down that path? Yeah. And especially going against AJ. Yeah. Because AJ Styles, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people realize AJ Styles is a very devout Christian. So uh-huh. he may not feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, when they're actually referring to him as a, um, did I pronounce it like Lucifer? Luciferian, there's Luciferian, yeah. Um, which I mean, that's a like a that's a kind of a watered down way of saying satanic, yeah. And yeah, so AJ may not feel comfortable. Well, if, yeah. if they tried to make AJ play that role, I know he would absolutely say not, yeah, you know. Um, but um, yeah, so they're they may want to be kind of careful. You go a little bit too far, like you said, the house of black, yeah, because. Alistair Black or Malachi Black or um, Tommy End. Yeah. You know, his real name is Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but in real life, I mean, he actually does kind of. I mean, not, this is. Yeah. I mean, that's actually him. I mean, he's it's not. Just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just him cranked up. Brody King's the yeah. same way. It's just him turned up. And <clears throat> now I feel like this is. I feel like this fits Damian Priest more than being the. Uh, split personality guy that they had him being for a while where he would get angry and lose control. And Yeah, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one, but the grinning good guy, I, I can't stand how WWE does when you're supposed to, when you're a face and you have to grin at the camera all the time. And it's yeah, like, that, you know, just because, you know, they don't have to smile. All, I mean, Austin didn't grin at the camera all the time. The Rock I, didn't grin at the camera all the time. Oh, but you know the person that you got to who's an absolute authority on how Hill should act? Yes, I do. Ted the Hill Billy Hill, Ted yep. Hill. Absolutely. The Hill, the Hill Truth podcast. Yep. I mean, he's been just hitting some home runs with his, yes, he has. his show lately. I mean, if y'all if y'all have not caught the Hill Truth, you need to go check it out. You really do. And because he's actually made me want to go, okay, I got to check out these other podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. And, and he's yep. been on our podcast and he wants to have us on his um and he's but, always giving us shout out shouts out on twitter oh, uh, yeah for people to check out our podcast so we we greatly appreciate that i mean and how can you knock somebody who's number one trending on myspace and number one in antarctica i know i mean you can't i mean i you know and i can't refute it <laughs> nope <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know and uh, you know, at one point he had re- he had a relationship with the queen of america there you go I mean, y'all can't beat that. Nope. But go check him out because he puts on a great, great show. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if wisdom can really accurately describe it. But, yeah, you know, I mean, that may be kind of, you know, saying it lightly because he was explaining some stuff to us when he was on the show. And I was like, man, I wish I was taking notes. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, he he was talking like real, actual, like numbers Mm -hmm. and things. I'm like, wow. I was like, yeah, he's so he he's put he puts a lot of research into it. 
Yeah. That, I mean, I, you know, we're both pretty intelligent guys and we're both college educated. So we know how to write research papers. Yeah. And I totally missed on everything that he was. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, that dude's good. <laughs> so um, just like when we were talking, yeah, because something I mentioned like the day after our show last week with the WWE releases, mm-hmm. how neither one of us caught, wait a minute, WWE just signed Cody. Yeah. Uh, AEW just signed some people too. And they've yeah. actually not, they didn't release as many people as WWE, but but and it wasn't like a big public thing and you know mm-hmm. but yeah so no, if you don't if you don't follow it on if you don't follow them on twitter like most people wouldn't know who has gone from aw there's and i mean they've only had let's see joey janela uh marco stunt Stu grayson from the dark order those three their contracts their contracts expired it was, you know, yeah. So it gone. wasn't a release like WWE going, mm-hmm. "Hey, we got a storyline working for you." All right, you know, I'm gonna go buy a house, and yeah. as soon as they signed for, you know, signed the paper for the house, we're letting you go. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we have like, done that because, uh, yeah, your future yeah. endeavored. Yep. So, but yeah, so we forgot about Cody. It's like, mm-hmm. wow. So that's why they had to free up some money to pay Cody. Yeah, that's what it appears like to me. But and still had another record profit quarter. Yeah, and of course another person I'm pretty sure they're paying a lot of money to is Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, I'm sure. What did you think about that match? The I Quit. I actually liked it. Yeah, it was a fight. It was brutal. I mean, it's it's what their Mania match should have been. That they should have had this stipulation at WrestleMania. This is the match that they should have had. Anytime you have two competitors whose finishing moves are submission moves, yeah. you need to make that a focus. You know, yes. I quit a submission, whatever you want to call it, kind of match. Yeah. And this one, uh, I mean, it was good. It seemed like a fight, especially mm-hmm. with some of the words that they were using. <laughs> some of their words. I mean, uh, the, the shots, the just the some of the, the shots they were taking against each other. This, I... I really, I really enjoyed this match, and I'm. Everybody knows I'm not a fan of Charlotte Flair, but she absolutely played her part. She did. Uh, of course, Ronda, you know, Ronda made her say "I quit," which I like that touch too because now it can't be storyline wise. It can't be refuted. Like a tap out can be. I was adjusting my bra. That's what yeah. you kept saying. <laughs> yeah, I was adjusting my bra. I was having a wardrobe malfunction, or I was, you know, I was patting a muscle or you know had a cramp or something and i was doing that but i wasn't tapping out but she made her say i quit so mm-hmm. it can't be refuted that she you know she quit and lost her title i feel like this is a way to this is a way to especially sorry when they announced later in the show that charlotte had suffered an injury to her arm uh that this is the way to write her off so she can get married because yeah. her not her and Andrade are supposed to get married this summer. Yeah, I can't get mad at her for that. No, you know, no. I mean, um, you know, I, mean, I wish them all the best of luck because I actually liked Andrade in the ring. So, oh yeah. Um, but you know, but she said I quit. Tully Blanchard never did. Yeah, Tully never said it. Yeah, he never did say I quit. Uh, but he did say yes, yes, yes <laughs> when they asked. Yeah, him, but he never actually said the words I quit. No, and yeah, this match. 
all right, WWE, they need to check into who keeps leaving kendo sticks laying around. <laughs> you know, who keeps losing their kendo sticks? I don't know what, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all need to figure this out. But uh, when they were fighting in the crowd, I'm like, well, as long as they had the microphone following them. Yeah. And now the the bit she did with the chair, I did not see that coming. Even Charlotte, when she said, happy Mother's Day, you know, I'm like, so Charlotte, I mean, she was getting her digs in too. So Yeah. yeah. And, and when she thing, pulled her arm through that chair, I was like, oh, it's over. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, over. That's a wrap. It's done. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, so that match, obviously, when it was a lot better than what I would have given it credit for beforehand, mm-hmm. Rhonda has actually come, um, she's come around as far as, I, I think she's getting it a lot better than what she did her first time, yeah. you know, in the WWE. Yeah, hopefully she's, she's getting, hopefully she's getting over the fan reaction, Yeah, because they're going to eventually boo her. It's only a matter of yep. time. That's just how fans are fickle, and that's just how they are. And you've just got to have thick skin and deal with it. I mean, what she needs to do is sit down and watch a uh, any Roman Reigns Roman Reigns match since he since he turned heel. He just eats that up. More the fans, mm-hmm. the more the fans give him crap, he just gives it right back to it and keeps going. And speaking of fan reactions. The next match, I don't know if you noticed this, it had like not a lot of fan reaction. What's it was like one of the quietest matches. Yeah. Uh but and but, the match was not bad though. No, I mean, it wasn't bad. It, again, it served its purpose after mm-hmm. you had the after you had that fight with Flair and Rousey, you get your mm-hmm. cool off match. You know, people can stretch a little bit or you know I hate to say it, this is a bathroom break match. Oh, yeah, this it was exactly, a bathroom break or exactly where they had a position. Or, you know, go to the concessions, you know, get you something to, you know, get you a drink, grab it, you know, grab a go, t-shirt at the merch table. Go get yourself an overpriced drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a, with a plastic souvenir cup, you're going to forget. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not that oh. that happened to us in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I paid $10 uh, for this cup and it's still sitting next to the seat. <laughs> yep. It, while we're in the car. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd be honest with you, though, the cup itself, I mean, I say a souvenir cup. I mean, it was a plastic cup, so we could have taken it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it wasn't like, because we've got some other ones from other events where they actually had like Cena's face and Roman Reigns' face and yeah, things like that. So, um, and anytime we go, uh, my son and I go to a Reds game, we end up getting like another like souvenir, either cup or a helmet where we had ice cream man where you're paying, you know, $12 is basically for this little bitty plastic Reds helmet mm-hmm. because everything at a baseball game. Oh, is, yeah seriously overpriced but but yeah this match i i, I thought it i mean it was fairly enjoyable um, i mean it wasn't bad I st- yeah. it's it's another one that i think would have been you know a good tv match they could have yeah. they could have pulled it out and had one of your championships defended but mm-hmm. um i'm just uh, madcap one so with a sunset flip of all things yeah at least he didn't win like, with a surprise roll-up. No, and and it was a clean win. It was a clean mm-hmm. pin, and yeah. um, I think they're kind of sh- they're kind of pushing Madcap to show that okay, this dude can wrestle. Yeah, and remember, he got everybody's respect when he came back from that injury yes. against Drew. Yeah, because um, that was nasty. Yeah, I, I don't even know how he got up and finished the match. He even told the ref, "He's like, I'm good to go." Yeah. So. Um, 
and just kind of off subject just for a second, we did see the news about Big E. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be out for uh, six to eight weeks more at least. Yeah, the C1's um, not healing like it right. should. And I, I really hope, you know, he'll be able to wrestle again. Yeah. Uh, because I was watching it the night that, that happened, the injury. And um, Matt Moss, not Matt Cap, but um, Rich Holland, mm-hmm. you know, um, obviously it was, it was not intentional. No, he, no, no. Um, he was just doing a move against probably anybody else who was lighter and not 320 pounds of just pure muscle. Uh. He probably could have nailed it, no problem, you know. But it was a matter of you're trying to get somebody that big, and yeah. they need they need to stop with the the over the head belly to belly suplex because you knew something like this was going to happen, you know. Yeah. And and he went and saw Biggie in the hospital, you know, yeah. just because that's the right thing to do, yeah. and because he was genuinely concerned. Because I mean, they, you know, he was not trying to hurt anybody. No. And but the doctors the doctors were worried that that was what their uh, their concern was that they said the C1 a lot of times does not heal how it should. Mm. And that's why a lot of people in sports are unable to continue because of the, you know, severity of that particular break and his isn't healing quite how they want it, how mm. they hoped it would. And neck injuries are not something that you can, you know, play around with. No. So. But like I said, you know, our, our our thoughts and our prayers are definitely with Big E and his family, you know, as far as, you know, him healing up and being able to yes, come back. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. so, uh, because Big E, he's fun to watch because mm-hmm. uh, he he's just powerful, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I wouldn't want him to hit that, that belly to belly on me. Yeah. Because that's all that muscle that he has, boom, coming down mm-hmm. on you. You're like, oh, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, but yeah, talking about, Madcap and Corbin. Corbin was showing off a lot of the moves he had done in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff he's known for. Like when they throw him in the corner, he slides out of the ring, whips around the post, it comes right back in. Yeah. And I love that move. That's, yeah. yeah. I've always liked that. Uh, was it the deep six? It's basically yes. all it is a suplex that he spins around a circle. Yeah. But it just it looks devastating. Well, you got a guy that's how tall is Corbin? They were saying he was six six, uh, and that he's at least six three or six four. Yeah, but I mean, a guy that tall. I mean, he's probably good. He's being that tall. He's probably a good two sixty. Um, and, actually, they're advertising him as six foot eight, okay. uh, and six foot eight, two eighty five. So he's probably about. So he's probably about six five. Six six, yeah, probably about two sixty. Yep, and yeah, uh, say that's about right. But uh, pers- I, personal information, wow, personal information six six, weight three seventeen. Really, that's kind of surprising. I mean, well, I mean, he is he is more muscle than fat, so yeah. Um, but I mean, just the the speed that he applies that move, being as big as he is, yeah. Uh, and he also was on the practice squads for the Colts and the Cardinals. That's another, oh, okay. just kind of a trivia thing. Uh, and he's from Kansas City, played college ball at Northwest Missouri State. Offensive guard. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, so I 
I liked him when he was the lone wolf. I, you know, I think we've established, you know, both of us mm-hmm. have said we liked him when he was the lone wolf. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like him when he went corporate. It just didn't. It, and broke Corbin was, was just actually kind of funny. Yeah. Broke Corbin. Was fantastic. <laughs> and he I played like, that I didn't, up. I didn't like King Corbin. Love broke Corbin. I don't like happy Corbin. Yeah. So either and, go broke again or just be the lone wolf. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to grow his hair back out because he's kind of like me. You know, <laughs> he's got, the, he'll have the mullet by default, also known as the skullet. <laughs> and, um, you know, and Madcap Moss, I mean, they're really pushing him. And dude, I mean, he's, he's got some muscles too, but he's able yeah. to actually pull off some good moves. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the sunset flip ending was kind of a surprise because mm-hmm. you don't see that hardly ever. Mm-mm. And, you know, so not a horrible match, not, um, not a great classic match, but I mean, definitely, I think it was more positive than negative. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. Um, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So uh, the last match, and I'll just throw the criticism I have about this right up front. Have a world title match with your world champion. Don't throw them. Or and your tag team champions, both of them. Well, no, yeah, or RK Bro, are they? Mm-hmm. They're raw tag team champions. Okay, okay. I thought they had won them again, but um, so your tag team champions are going against each other in a match in a six man match where it's not for the belts. Now, and I I completely understand that, and most of the time I would absolutely agree, but I was okay with it this time because they did not have enough time from WrestleMania to Backlash to believably build a challenger true for the title and if if Drew versus Roman is what they're going for then i i was fine with this match because it kind of it kind of built on it kind of built on that feud i don't know if they're going to go with that at hell in the cell which is the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, I don't know if it's going to be Roman and Drew for for one or both of the titles at Hell in a Cell because I feel like SummerSlam okay. Part of this is me because I'm going to SummerSlam so I'm hoping <laughs> that it's that it's Cody and Roman for the title at SummerSlam. Because they're they're leading they're they're leading toward Cody making a run at the title. So Makes I'm sense. hoping I'm hoping that Summer for me, the smart money would be to wait till SummerSlam to do the program with Cody, which means you got to leave both belts on Roman because that's the only way Cody gets at Roman. Because if Roman's just the Universal Champion and Cody's on Raw, he has no shot at the title. Um, SummerSlam that's being held at uh, the Titan Stadium, right? Yep, Nissan Stadium. It's open air, right? Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> hope it doesn't either <laughs> um because i'm mean, and apparently i mean they're starting to go with like every big pay-per-view and some of the smaller yep. ones are going to be held in a stadium now mm-hmm. like a football stadium yeah uh because actually i think money in the bank uh they've already advertised that when money in the bank is going to be at allegiant stadium where the where the raiders play so even money in the bank apparently is worthy of mm-hmm. a uh yep. Either they're banking on, hey, we're WWE, everything we do, or just put it on a football stadium. People will buy it. 
Mm, well, well money in money in the bank has kind of re- replaced Survivor Series in the Big Four. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, especially because money in the bank. There's the intrigue of who's going to get the briefcase, or our briefcase says because you had the men's and the women's. Yeah, and if is somebody going to cash in that night because it's been done? Yes, ser- you know several times. And with the Survivor Series. The original concept, okay, you have all these elimination tag team matches. They got boring after a while. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yep. so you won. <coughs> okay, now what? And yeah. there was never any incentive. There was never any, there was no prize at the end of, okay, it was just bragging rights. All right. And I think it was 1990 where they said, okay, so all the, previous survivors we're going to put them all in the match at the end mm-hmm. and it was hogan warrior and tito against like five or six other wrestlers so i'm like well how did y'all know to put these together and have and them together yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's like mm. uh and of course the only one of the good guys who was eliminated was tito yeah uh but still at the end okay now you ooh, now one. now what? Like in the beginning, it was a good concept because it was a way to it was a way to carry on feuds because you didn't have that you know you didn't have multiple weekly shows to carry your your feuds along as before you know Monday Night Raw, and it was a way of seeing like like from Saturday Night's main event until Survivor Series, you didn't see Hogan versus Andre. Right. So you got Hogan versus Andre, you know, in a big tag match, but you still got to see them against each other in the ring. But now it's like there's not really any point to Survivor Series anymore. Right. I mean, and I think I think the reason why they had it that year was, well, we need to have some kind of thing, you know, some kind of prize. But even then fans were like, okay, so... Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like okay, so we put you put them all in this match, but still, what do they get for winning? Right, and that was um, that was a ninety. So the ninety one Rumble was also the last year where your only thing you got from winning the Rumble was to say, "Who I won the Rumble." Yeah, and yep. that and that was it. So after that, when they attached the world title the next year was when Flair won it. Yep. And of course, and after that, year, ever, ever since then, it's been, well, for the most part, there's one year after that where they, they put the title back in the line. Cause that was just, that was just stupid. <laughs> anyway, that's just, the, they thought, they thought it would get sympathy for Roman. Like, no, it, it didn't. Everybody cheered Triple H. Yeah. And when they dump Roman, they were like, well, you didn't, you know? And, yeah. Um, and they said, okay, he's going to start at number one. Everybody thought, yay. <laughs> so. <laughs> People, they want to see him get beat. Oh, yeah. They were like, yay, because he'll never make it to the end. Right. And now, I mean, they're kind of half cheering him because they like booing him. But if they try to turn him to a face, they wouldn't like that. Well, I think they're, I think people are finally figuring out this was the Roman that we could have gotten years ago. Should have had. If Vince wasn't just so adamant about pushing him as a face. And, you know, the last time they actually legitimately, well, I'll say they stopped booing him and it was all in a manner of seconds because nobody in their right mind is going to boo somebody who just announced they have leukemia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
And so then it was like, okay, you know, now that was genuine sympathy. Yeah. And then he came back and of course everybody was cheering him, but then he left mm-hmm. again because, I mean, I don't blame him, you know, uh, his own health concerns. He's got a compromised yeah. immune system. Yeah. You don't want to be around, no. you know, a disease. You don't want to take that chance. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. want to take that chance. Nope. And when he came back as the heel, mm-hmm. we're like, hallelujah. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yes. yes. This is what Finally. we should be doing. Yeah. Waylon and I have been telling y'all this even before we had this podcast. And y'all didn't uh, listen. And they've just been printing money ever since. Yep. Uh, at least, you know, with him, not, not some of the other stuff, not as much, but but with Roman, the bloodline and the, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the tribal chief. Now, yeah. I can I can kind of do without Paul Heyman the way he has been, but I love you. I'm like, dude, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's now Paul Heyman going after a fan. That was funny. I saw that. Yeah, the day. <laughs> yeah I saw that. <laughs> that was hilarious. But uh, but I thought this match, this match reminded me of some of the absolutely chaotic six man matches you would have occasionally on like mid Atlantic or world class. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it was kind of, you know, cause it, they weren't enhancement matches. Yeah. It was like that one, almost like a bonus match you would have every yeah. once in a while. And were just all hell just broke loose. It's kind of like that. Kind of like when sometimes they would put, uh, Oli and Arn and Tully together in mm-hmm. six man and six man matches, or they'd put flair and the Andersons together against yeah. some of the top baby faces and just yeah it was just chaos but yeah this match was i thought this match was great everybody and, played their part so good yeah. and the the ending was it was actually a clean ending mm-hmm. but i have noticed they have been very the wwe has been really good about having clean endings even sometimes it, even if it is like a roll up i'm like yeah. i roll my eyes at the roll up yeah but um, I didn't mind the sunset flip, the the cradle. I, I, I can't remember what you call that move, but what Cody used, well, he reversed it on Seth. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I can't remember what what it's called, but um, but that one, I mean, it wasn't their finishing move, but they had already exhausted their finishing move. It's like, how can I beat this guy? All right, I'll, you know. It's the O'Connor roll. O'Connor roll, okay. Yep. Uh, because White Lightning and Tim Horner, he used to, that actually was his finishing move, but he would also bridge backwards, mm-hmm. make it yep. harder for him to kick out. Uh, I, I think if I were to try to do that, they, well, they'd have to probably call somebody to, because my back would just <laughs> get like, out. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And, and the guy I'm pinning would be like, y'all need to do something. <laughs> yeah, you got to get this dude off me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I, they actually, when they showed the replay of the ending, because I had not catched that Roman had tagged. Uh, whichever Uso it was, I didn't either until I saw the replay. But that was that was beautiful. Yeah, and the yeah. referee, you saw him going, you know, saying, yeah. "Hey, it was, it was a tag." Yeah, and he caught him on the arm, right, you know, right before he left the corner. And you know, they did get a little bit of Drew and Roman kind of going mm-hmm. at it, you know. So that's kind of a tease. That's either going to be at Hell in a Cell, or well, actually, if they do this right, they will tease it all the way through up to SummerSlam. Yeah, because that's a money match right there. Yeah, yeah. If they don't, if they don't do Cody and Roman yet, then yeah, they should wait and do Drew and Roman at yep. SummerSlam. Cody and Roman is another one. Yeah, that's going to be a license to print money. Mm-hmm. And they're really pushing the whole Randy Orton twenty years. Okay, I mean that's great. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, I mean, there's other people been in there twenty years too. Uh, yeah 
but and nothing against Randy Orton, but um, <clears throat> but one of the things I will say, and this is actually a criticism about the entire card, six matches on the card, the card's just under three hours long. So you got to think that's an average of, let's see, uh, 180 minutes. So what, 30 minutes per match that they were allotted because it's six matches. Yep. Uh, the longest match was the six man match at 2220. Okay. Um, the shortest match was Lashley and almost at eight minutes and 50 seconds. And the second shortest course was Madcap and Happy Corbin at nine minutes and fifty seconds. Total wrestling time, and when I say I added it up, you know, 90, yeah, so 90, yeah. 94 minutes and forty five seconds. Yeah. Um. Well, if they had cut out all the video packages, yes. Here's the thing: it's like if you're going to show. The video packages. I mean, WWE, I will give them all the credit in the world. They do a fantastic job with their video packages. They do. But if you're going to show them before the match, then don't show them every week on TV leading up to the match. If you are going to show them every week, then don't show them at the pay-per-view because we've already seen this video package. Yeah, because that's what I want to ask. Who are you doing this video package for? Yeah. Anybody that's watching this show already knows why these matches are happening. So we don't need the. Yeah. And so when you have an hour and a half um, of wrestling, just over an hour and a half of wrestling on a three hour show, Mm -hmm. that means that you're not using your time the way you probably should. Right. Especially when you don't have a U.S. title match, you don't have an intercontinental title match. You don't have, and this also says how many titles do they have? Yeah, you know, you don't have a Raw Women's title match. They could have thrown a twenty four seven match on here, you know. And I don't think anybody would have complained. Um, you know, you don't have either the tag team champion. Just they were there. The world champion, undisputed, was there, all involved in the same match. And you know, of course, I mean, we did discuss why they they yeah. actually weren't defending their titles. But you also sent that to me. The text me the other day. Uh, the tweet shows the Intercontinental title has not been defended on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania 37. Yep, that was Big E and Apollo Crews. In the, the Nigerian drum match or whatever. Yes. It yep. was like... That what? nobody knew what the rules were. Nobody yeah. knew what a Nigerian drum match was. Yeah, because Apollo, I mean, he even lost his accent for a second. Yeah. He's like, what do you want me to do? Do what? Like, what is okay. it? Okay, now that you're a drum match. Niger- yeah. You know, yes, listen to me. And God, that was my best Nigerian accent. I don't know. <laughs> so it, I don't think it was necessarily Nigerian. <laughs> no. I, I think I sound like a Disney bad guy right there for a second. <laughs> but, but yeah, so really, no mid card title match. You mm-hmm. had plenty of time uh, to do it, especially since you know two of your matches didn't even last. I mean, you you were allotting thirty minutes per match, but yet the longest match only lasted twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, I, so... I agree with Andy Murray from What Culture. He had posted on Twitter and talked about what we've been talking about. And he said if they would just take out all the video packages, yes, it would have trimmed, you know, it would have trimmed the show down, you know, a lot. You know, it would have, the timing would have been a lot better. I thought it was a pretty well paced 
show. It it was. There wasn't I just a wish... lot. There wasn't really any lags or anything, you know. But they could have tightened it up some as far as the video packages yes. go. Because they were not in a stadium, so uh, they were in an arena. Mm-hmm. You know, a big arena, but still, I mean, an arena, and so you didn't have to worry about them walking the length of a football field yep. to get to the ring. Yep. And so some of that could have been trimmed down. Um, the video package definitely could have been trimmed down. Um, Kayla Brack, what's her name? Kayla Braxton, right? The, mm-hmm. Her interview in Charlotte while she's wearing a bustier. I was like, what is she wearing? What do y'all got her out there wearing? <laughs> Seriously. You know, it's like she was, she left Victoria's Secret and forgot she was wearing that, which came to yeah. And I was like, okay, that's something else they need to really look at. All right. You don't be having your, you know, your, your female interviewer out there wearing that. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, if, you shouldn't even have the wrestlers wearing that. You, y'all need to kind of, you know, treat them as wrestlers, not just yeah, eye, candy. eye candy. Yep. Yeah. So, but anyway, that interview, and I get it. It's like, oh, Charlotte, you know, she's her, whatever they said that she messed up. Mm-hmm. But then, um, What's his face? McAfee. Oh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he started explaining what that was right when I fast forward. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get to the match. And, you know, and we know, yes, Charles taking some time off, getting married. You know, mm-hmm. we, uh, everybody knows that. I mean, anybody, if you want to call a smart marks or smarts, all you want to, I mean, but everybody knows that well, she's taking time off to get married. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to get mad at her for that. You know, nobody should. A lot of people were getting kind of tired of seeing Charlotte, but and I think, yeah, and I was exactly that leads into what I was going to say because I think this will be good for her because it will be it'll give her some time away. It'll be Mm -hmm. as uh Adam Wilborn on what culture always says, it's like go away and make me miss you, yeah, and then then you can come back and I'll be happy to see you again. But it's like right now, I'm tired of seeing you and I need you to just go away for a little while so that I can miss you and hope you come back. Yep, and so now Ronda's got the title. Yep. Who's going to be her her next challenger? I don't know because they don't have anybody on. They don't have anybody on SmackDown, really, because they've let everybody go. But if it was me, uh, you would absolutely get Ronda Rousey defending against Shayna Baszler. As yep, soon as that's I could exactly who I was thinking. <laughs> as soon as I could book that match, that would be the match you should have. That would turn into a shoot fight, a real UFC MMA type shoot fight right in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And I don't know who would win. Because Ronda's, Ronda's good at submissions, but she has no stand-up. Right. Shayna's good at both. So I don't know who, I don't know who would win. And... You remember when Ronda came back at the, the Rumble mm-hmm. and Shayna was in there and they kind of gave each other a nod because of their backgrounds. Yeah. You know, it was like, hey, nice to see you. Yeah. Nice. And, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, hey buddy. what's up? And yeah. Um, and I mean, they are real life best friends outside of wrestling. You know, okay. you, had the, you had the UFC. That's where WWE got their horsewomen idea from was the UFC. You had you had Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, uh, Marina Shafir, and da, 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 I think it was Jasmine Dukes, maybe. 
but it was you know it was all four it was four of them and they were called uh in the ufc they were called the four horsewomen and so you know wwe's like oh well i gotta definitely gotta copy that so we had charlotte bailey sasha and uh becky were the nxt four horsewomen and you better throw charlotte in there that way they can say oh it's a nod to you know rick yeah 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 <laughs> so uh speaking of bailey actually when's she coming back it's been Good. it's it's Good. been a while it's been a while and i'm not i haven't seen anywhere i follow her on twitter but she hasn't said if she's been cleared or not yet so i don't know but that would be a good first challenger for ronda uh actually it's funny because bailey you know her real name is pam i think it's mm-hmm. pam is it martinez i think so yes. yeah and that's what i my wife she's like her name is pam like yeah she's <laughs> like she doesn't look like a pam <laughs> like, it's like what does a right. pam look like i have no idea what a pam <laughs> looks like but apparently bailey does not look like a pam, like a pam. okay uh maybe you've said her full name pamela 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 uh, I, hope, I hope she brings back the, the Bailey buddies. And no, actually, I liked I liked it once she, the Bailey that version of Bailey got on my nerves after a while. I get why, you know, kids loved it and everything, and that's you know I'm all for that. But I liked it once she turned heel, and just kind of grew up, so to speak. Yeah. And. My daughter actually has one of her um, "Huggers Gonna Hug" shirts. Savannah has one too. Yep. Um, now my daughter's never worn it because <laughs> when she bought it, she got a medium. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, she's always been really thin, mm-hmm. um, and she's always been self-conscious, you know, because she's always thought she was like too big. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you could hula hoop through a Cheerio. You're not. <laughs> you're not too big. Uh, but now, I mean, she's, um, you know, metabolism slowed down. So she has, um, normal, mm-hmm. you know, still thin, but, you know, not as thin. So, I mean, she can, she could wear a medium because before she was worried about wearing a medium about it, basically falling down, mm, gotcha. you know, a little okay. bit, you know, yeah. so, uh, but now she probably could, she's like, eh, <laughs> because, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, because we got that shirt, it was the, that night in Columbus that the mm-hmm. ring broke. I mean, so that right. was that was you know five years ago now. Yeah, you know, so um, or was it six years ago? I mean, it was it was a while back. Um, I want to look it up now, but yeah, it was when Big Show and Braun Strowman collapsed mm-hmm. the ring. Yeah, you know? so, but yeah, that was the night she bought it, and there's also the night my my wife bought a list of Jericho. Um, <laughs> Yep, and then she wrote fat. She wrote her friend Carrie. She wrote her name in it and then sent it to her. Um, you're on the list. You're on, you're on the list. <laughs> but uh, so Thursday. Um, oh, I don't think I have anything that's going to prevent us from recording Thursday. It feels like it's been uh, a while. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we have anything going on either. Yeah. So, wow. Now the next day, I am going to Moorhead State University because I think I told you a kid who I've known since he was about 12 or 13. Yeah. He's graduating and getting his commission into the army as a second lieutenant. And he wants for me uh, to give him his first salute. Cool. You know, so that's actually a pretty big honor. So uh, it's called the silver dollar salute. And uh, this Wednesday, our friend Alan's going to be on the show. 
okay, on, cool, on the cool. cubicle chat. And we're actually going to be discussing, you know, military stuff because he's also a retired Air Force Master Sergeant. Okay. You know, so uh, for anybody who hasn't started listening to that, I'll see you the cubicle chat podcast. And actually, that was actually, that's what I missed. Um, big and fat. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Yep, because I noticed that you've been posting some videos back once again on the Big and Fat YouTube channel. Yep, I've been YouTube putting them on the YouTube, YouTube channel. YouTube and TikTok, right? Yeah, been putting them on the YouTube channel, uh, our TikTok page, um, and our Facebook. I hadn't really been uploading anything to Instagram. I don't even think we have an Instagram page for the for that yet. But yeah, I've been putting some more videos and stuff up. So see what y'all don't understand, and Joanna and I, we've actually talked about this with you know us having this channel. And then me having cubicle chat and Joy don't have him big and fat. We're taking over the social media world. We're going to yeah. have our own empire. Gonna, yeah. We're just going to have our own empire, you know? So y'all best get in line now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we should be back here Thursday. I'll be, I'll be recording. On, I'm supposed to be recording on Wednesday and I'm supposed to be recording on Thursday. And besides that, yeah, I don't, know of anything i mean i do have a some other busy stuff going on because i'm just staying a busy busy man here lately uh with a lot of other kind of side hustles going on so yeah uh, but until i see you thursday all right god bless, god bless.